This is the Colonel Rad Alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K, how can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom. For five years, thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is March the 17th, 2023, and this is episode 274 of the workshop podcast. How the hell is everyone out there? Real quick, I'll get the announcements out of the way. Hey, Gunfighter Concealment, got you on here tonight. Good to see you. So, three quick announcements for you. Do not forget, if you're in the Camden, Tennessee area, or within a day's drive, next weekend, March 25th and 26th, is the Self-Reliance Festival. 95 bucks for the weekend. It is an investment in yourself, an investment in your future. You will you will make $95 worth of networking in the first hour there if you put your mind to it. It's an incredible event. You cannot come away from it without being motivated, inspired, and excited toward action. So if you're going and you haven't booked your ticket yet, get online. What the hell are you waiting for? And check it out. SelfrelianceFestival.com. <laughs> patch of the month, number two. I'm not going to show this month's patch yet. I've been getting a trickling of people who have said the patch has come in and they loved it. There was a special uh, shiny surprise in each package for people, but I want to give everyone a taste of what they have missed over the last little bit. This was one of the first ones built like a brick. And if you know what that is, that's a shithouse next to it. <laughs> the next one, how much is that in freedom units? Because everybody loves to bust me all about my Canadian roots. The next one right here, shoot, shovel, and shut up. This is one of my favorites. This was a saying by one of our premiers talking about <laughs> mad cow and the mad cow disease, but uh, we can take it to mean whatever we want. And finally, right there, in the spirit of Chris Dixon and the draconian laws toward moonshine in Canada, can I drink that fuel? And the answer is almost always a resounding yes. So patchofthemonth.co, 10 bucks a month, $100 a year. You get one of those patches every single month, but really... It's a way to support the workshop, the community we've built, and the content that I create. So thank you. And finally, the Telegram group. We always have spirited discussions over there. So if you are looking for the place to hang out where all the cool kids, you know, or the people, uh, the delinquents, as we are calling them. We're going to talk about that later on. Not tonight, but uh, soon. So that's where all the delinquents from the workshop hang out. The, the kids that would be outside smoking in high school or hanging out in shop class, figuring out how to fix a vehicle. Grab the Telegram link from the description below. Come by and join us. We've been getting one or two new members every single day. Just about to hit 200 members. But it's the type of place where you get motivated and you get a, a verbal kick to the ass with lots of love. So with that, let's dive right in. So who's this sexy lady next to me with the glasses on? She's going to be quiet. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. Good. Speak up. Can't hear you. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm good. Had a good day? Yeah. Yeah. Long day. You are on your way somewhere soon. Yes, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So as of Sunday, I'm going to be a bachelor for 16 days. Just me, seven female dogs, and a male dog, plus a couple of stupid cats. So 
it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, tonight we have Angus in here with us. He is our uh, our youngest puppy, the only boy we have, and the one who will not leave me alone. He is a daddy's boy. So if you hear any weird noises, uh, it's either me or the dog. So. <laughs> So we got uh, Aaron and Nate both in here tonight in Gunfighter Concealment. I'm, I'm pretty sure Robin's listening in the background, but I would love to, any of you guys who are in the comments, throw up, uh, you know, a one-word description of this week's episode. So what did you think, Mrs. Cook? Um, It wasn't too bad. What was your overall impressions? Did you... It was short. It was short. It was like less yeah. than 45 minutes it was short and like i said last episode it was rushed it was rushed yes yeah i'm gonna go back and say that the biggest downside to the issue of the whole show and i love the show overall i i mean probably the only episode that i would consider i hate to even use the word rotten but the the lowest on the totem pole would definitely have been the mall episode right yeah. and aaron says Apparently forgettable because I can't remember a ton. Don't feel bad because no. when I put the notes together, I was the same way. So, uh, <laughs> hey, there's my sister-in-law, Amy. And this is Angus Guy. Since uh, for those of you on the audio only, just picture the cutest ever Chihuahua puppy who is a boy and super bad. But uh, he just learned how to use the stairs. So he is now down here. And enough about the damn dogs. But yes. Hey, Chris Dixon. He says, uh, hey, delinquents. It's light out until eight o'clock. So still cranking. Oh, yeah. And it is beautiful. I friggin love it. And we are three days away from spring. Uh, exactly. So I've, I go on to the weather network and look at the weather network 14 day forecast. It takes me to the end of my snow contracts. Not that anyone's counting. According to the weather, it looks like sunny and clear skies all the way through. We'll still get a dumping, but 14 days and I'm free again. So there we are. Hey dude. Don't stop looking. That's okay. So yes, absolutely. Um, the show was great. I loved it. You know, at one point, Joel goes full beast mode, which we will talk about here shortly. But let's get into our summary, our recap, and we'll mm -hmm. see if I can jog your memory, Mrs. Cook. So the show starts out with another flashback. And I thought all the way through, they've done flashbacks exceedingly well. And this was another good one. Yeah. Reminiscent of A Quiet Place, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you had, uh, so you had, uh, it opens. It's, uh, so they, they start, actually, I got to remember now, I think I got that backwards, but she was running through the woods, but didn't they open with Joel and Ellie walking first in the woods or was it? Yeah. No, yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause, um, they, uh, that's right. Yeah. They've done something different with this episode with Joel's character. He was like, he was really chatty, chatty and, and happy. It was happy. almost, it was almost too much. Wasn't it? It Just, was. Yeah. But I think it's because, uh, the connection they had in the last episode, I think it's kind of to the point where, it sounded like he was an excited kid trying to make up for all the lost time he did with his daughter. He's finally, right? finally open to the idea of, yeah. And he's, yeah. and he sounds like he's trying to get caught up and I should throw this out here because I always forget <laughs> if you haven't watched the show yet, gunfighter concealment just says, I haven't watched it yet, but spoilers don't bother me. And yeah. to be fair, this is almost a spoiler. Uh, um, how do you want to put it? A spoiler immune TV show because the entire story has already been told through a video game and it was as faithful as you're ever going to find. But yes, I get it totally. So, all right. Um, yeah, no, so like, um, but it, it's like, it's like he was trying to catch up for lost time with his daughter. That's, and, and the problem that I'm, that I think what's happening is that he's starting 
like he knows it's Ellie, but I think he's trying to, um, like he's treating her like she's Sarah. Yeah, she, yeah. she's a surrogate daughter for him at this point. And yeah, which is uh, yeah, it. I get it. It's yeah. it is. I use that term a lot. It is what it is. But when it comes down to it, Joel's been a broken man, and he hasn't even had a glimmer of happiness or or light in his life for mm-hmm. damn near 20 years you know i mean he's basically spent his life picking up from the messes or at least the way he looks at it the messes that tommy leaves for him and so he finally something broke in the man and he's like hey i can actually let myself be a little bit happy mm-hmm. but it was like um it, was, it wasn't a normal happy it was a weird happy it did it felt a little bit like your meme you're, you're, yeah, you're, like, yeah. yeah, like he was like on LSD or whatever. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. It, that's what I thought. And I was wondering if it was his acting because his act, I, I'm get here's going to be my guess. No, but he was like giddy. He was giddy. Yeah. And maybe it just seemed, maybe it seemed off putting because we have dealt with hard ass, broken, uh, inward looking Joel the entire, yeah. you know. But so. even, yeah, but even when. You go back to the first episode with Sarah. He wasn't like that. Mm. So I, I think the I think the problem with it is that, like the way he carries himself, you and the way the last couple episodes, like he obviously has anxiety. Oh, definitely. And he and I'm thinking he's probably anxious. Yes. And and that t- and, and plus he knows he lied to Ellie. Yep. About uh, the fireflies. Well, that that hasn't come up yet. That's at the very end. No, no, but oh. he he know. It, remember when they were driving in the car? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows he lied to her. Sure. So it's kind of like you know when you know you lie to someone, so you're kind of like, blah 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 blah. blah. So like that, so that they don't keep questioning. You know what I mean? So it's like, like he's controlling the whole conversation, not let you know, and then he can tell that she's off, so he keeps talking because so, she. The show opens with her off and it ends with her off, you yeah. know, a little bit. Um, And she's kind of broken up inside, which is... Well, because I think she thinks that he lied. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, from there... Uh, give me a second. You want to... Yeah, let's just mm. let little Mr. Angus out and then he can be oh, gone. Go. There we go. Go, go ahead, with, Angus. Go, buddy. Go. There we are. No, All right. he's not out. Okay. There he goes. All right. So, anybody on the audio, you'll know what happened. We let the dog out because <laughs> this is our Friday night show and the animals love to come in and join us. But now well, it's he's the first gone, time he's so. been down the stairs. Yes, he did really good. I'm proud of him. So, yeah. So, once you figure out there's something off with Ellie, they talk about it a bit. And then they cut back to a lady running through the woods. Again, like I said, very reminiscent of The Quiet Place when yeah. um, the lead actress there, uh, British lady, you know, uh, John Krasinski's wife, uh, Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt yep. is pregnant and she has to give birth in a bathtub with the aliens at the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this case, they don't just make it through the door, but this lady is running through the woods and you said it right away. You're like, she looks an awful lot like Ellie, didn't you? Yeah. I, you kind of get that, that it's Ellie's mother. Right? Yeah. It was, like, of course, I miss those cues sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why, but as soon as you said it, I'm like, well, shit. But she I looked- think they had her made up to kind of look like her too, yes and for those who didn't know that actress was the lady who did the voice of ellie in the video game and also did the motion capture for ellie in the video game and she's a child actress she's i she was a kid on one of the shows and her voice was always really deep yes like uh, it um, was growing pains yeah but she yeah and and she always had the really weird voice right like um but it's because i knew i recognized i looked Uh, her up 
And where is it here? She was Chrissy Seaver on the Growing Pains. That's I don't, who she was. I don't remember Chrissy, but all the other kids had like credits of 140 some episodes. She only had 48 episodes. So Well, because she didn't come till later in the show, I don't think. That's right? weird. How did that happen? I don't even know how that happened. But yeah. So anyway, she was one of the daughters. She would have been Alan Thicke's daughter and crazy Kirk the one, Cameron's yeah, the sister. The one with the cr- crazy yeah, curly Yeah, yeah hold hair. that up so they can see it there. Yeah, that one. That's her. Yep. And you can yeah. see it in her face too. So yeah. yeah. So she played the voice. And so she's running. She runs into a cabin, tries to barricade the door. The, you know, her, I guess her, you know, amniotic fluids start coming out. Yeah. Her water breaks. She lays down with her back to a wall. All she has is a knife. She's pushing the baby out. And was it an infected, a clicker? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was, was a clicker. Yeah. And it was it, a really weird fast one another weird one. yeah it was yeah. and somebody said they were pretty sure in the notes i was reading that it was uh, a fairly recently turned one yeah it looked well she was female so maybe she was uh a part one a of the fireflies oh could have been maybe yeah. she was with her mm. right so that would explain why she was running from her too if they mm-hmm. were you know because typically they don't just come across you anymore no right? it was probably so. yeah she was probably with her maybe she was like uh a midwife or someone that was supposed to help her deliver the baby or something there. And as, as the story goes on, it was a pretty, pretty interesting way they showed it, but she's giving birth. You can see the baby pop out. You hear the baby cry. She's stabbing the clicker infected and kills it. And that's where you figure it ends. That's what, that's what we know at that moment. Then it flashes to some fireflies running around in the woods. Turns out that Marlene, if you remember Marlene, she was the, uh, the lady that made the deal with Joel mm-hmm. to get Ellie out of the uh, quarantine zone or whatever you want to call it, Boston. She is there. And yeah, so they break into the building because they heard her screams. They go upstairs. She finds her there with a the baby. She looks rather sickly. <laughs> yeah. And at that moment, she shows her hand or her wrist. No, or it was her, her thigh. Her thigh. Yeah. Because wasn't it? Um, I can't remember. Closer to the feet is the longer it takes to spread. Yeah. Is that right? Well, she she knew she got bit. Oh, yeah, because she, and, she um, was sickly too, right? But the problem was she made it abundantly clear to Marlene that she was bit after she gave birth. She totally lied. But yeah. she lied. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you watch the show, I mean, okay, so you don't see the bite, but what you do see is the act of her killing and incapacitating the clicker. Mm-hmm. So when the clicker's down, the baby's still laying on the ground, or at least partially laying there but there has been no cutting of the umbilical cord that's what it came down to so maybe i don't know i mean could do you think that's what caused the cure yeah yeah yeah, because like well because she from the time that she got bit and actually killed the clicker and then like you know realizing she like picked up ellie and everything like that and Mm -hmm. then by time she cut the cord it had like because that went right to the bloodstream sure so i'm thinking it just gave her enough that it wouldn't turn her so do you think because there's kind of special i'm gonna sound i don't know what the proper term is but there's special nutrients or there's something very special about what's transmitted through the umbilical cord right well it's it's like like bloodstreams and stuff like yeah right so so it um it just kind of i think i you know honestly i think it would have to be a little bit longer but I think they're implying that it went through the umbilical cord. So, so I'm wondering if maybe only a bit of it went through the umbilical cord. So it was almost like she got 
a tiny bit of the disease, kind of mm-hmm. like we've talked about this before, where uh, people are gradually tested with allergens, you know, mm-hmm. so that you, you know, so a little bit allows you to build a resistance to it. So I wonder if that's maybe what happened. But as we find out later on, it's in her spine and her brainstem. Yeah. So it's been there all along. It just never. Well, it just never. Well, it, well, see what ha- it would, her body would have adjusted to it. Right. Because it wasn't enough to turn, but it was enough that her body could grow around it type of thing. That makes sense. So. Almost like a parasitic twin. <laughs> kind of. And yeah. then as she got older, it would have got bigger. Bigger right? perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can live with that. So then comes the, the hard part. And this kind of reminded me. Anyway, you guys know when you have to dispatch an animal one way or the other, whether it's for meat or because it's sick, either way, it's never an enjoyable process. There's, I don't know if anybody else has done this and maybe it's just me, but I have this ability once it comes on, even though that you don't want to do it, you can switch something off in your brain so that you don't think you just act. And I've, I've done that a few times. And so this is what happened. Marlene talks to Anna Anna is the character who plays Ellie's mom. And she says, you've known me all along. You need to. I think they've known each other since they were kids. It said, yeah. oh, was that even then? Okay. I thought maybe it was just since the collapse had happened. But... No, I think she was implying that they had known each other uh, like since they were younger. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. And she said to Marlene, take the baby. The baby's fine. You need to shoot me or do me in. Because yeah. when they come in there, I didn't catch us till I read some reviews on it. Anna had a knife to her neck, like she was waiting. So well, she yeah. So that she started to turn, she, she could do kill it. Herself. Yeah. yeah. Could you? Oh, what an awful! I just oh, it's a bad scenario, isn't it? So bad. Oh yeah, yeah. So Aaron's, I missed that. Yeah, Aaron said that uh, they'd known each other. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So continuing on, she says, "You need to shoot me." Marlene refuses. She hands the baby to her cohort in the Fireflies. And I thought it was kind of neat. She she think, stops and thinks for a minute. She says, cover the baby's ears. Mm-hmm. And then she just steps in the room and shoots her. Without, I, you, it's that mm-hmm. that brain disconnect, the, the switch off that you have to do. And then they moved on because that's been the theme of this show from day one. Even though Randy Dinkovich over at Tilt Magazine doesn't love the fact that it's a, a broken world with no hope. The rest of us recognize it and understand that's the theme of the show. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're going to. We're going to deal with uh, Mr. Dink again. Yeah. And then, so Aaron says, and he didn't cover the baby's ears. No. I don't think he did. Uh, it's probably because. Well, because I don't think he understood. He's like. Well, hey, how many fucking babies would you even see? Mm-hmm. Very few, right? I can't imagine they were. Do you think they were encouraging births in the quarantine zone? I wonder about like, that. Like, as not Well, there was a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Like, you have to be able. Like, reproduction's one of the important things, but. Honestly, in that type of situation, I wouldn't encourage it because uh, yeah. it's could be kind of like, you know, War of the Worlds type of thing. Sure. Or, no, or sorry, no. World War Z. Yeah. Like, just the noise alone. Like, you, like, the noise attracts oh. them. And, and kids are stupid. You know, stupid, I mean, look, look but, at the quiet place. I mean, that yeah, was, but yeah. I, I wouldn't, like, you, you want, you want civilization to go on, but until you can rectify the problem, I wouldn't encourage it. Something like Wyoming. Right where yeah. where they had where where Tommy is that would be a great place to attempt to rebuild. You yeah, know, but I'm, even then you'd still be constantly worried about it, right? Like, but you know, like, I, I I've I've said this quote many times, but uh, C.S. Lewis, um, the the quote went around from him back in the fifties. 
he was teaching a, a university class and one of the students asked him, you know, how can I do anything in the day of the atomic bomb? Like I'm, I'm paralyzed from fear because I can be annihilated tomorrow. Right. And he said, but think about all the, uh, the villagers back in the medieval times when at any moment a Viking could land on their, sh their shore and decimate well, their Yeah. But they right? know so, these guys are already around. Sure. Right? And, but I mean, you, yeah, I guess, I guess when it comes down to it is it's probably our, um, duty to continue the human race, I guess is what I'm probably getting at. Yeah. Right. Even though I get you, I totally yeah, do. No, I, I think, um, I don't know, maybe it would, maybe it was a controlled thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. Because didn't they mention diapers or formula? A well, couple that, different and, times and, but then and... you have to realize the fact that like, I know like, um, you can breastfeed, but, but then you got to realize about the fact that but most of the mothers that's, are, well, that's more mouths to feed. Right. And in order for a mother to breastfeed, they have to have so many calories and so many, and you know, like, and, and yeah, you, because if you're malnourished, your baby's going to be malnourished. Exactly. And then it puts a strain on everything because, because it, then it puts a strain on what little bit of medications you have, what little bit of medical supplies you have, then it puts a medic and then it puts a strain on food supplies. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I really don't think it would be. I get it. It would be yeah. smart, right? So like, do you? So what do we do as as humanity at that point? Do you just sit back and wait to die? Well, that or basically just wait a little while until civilization can somewhat get back on its feet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like don't don't just go to a a quarantine zone and then like a year later start spitting out babies. Like you got to be able to rebuild and everything, yeah. right? So, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. So we cut back to Joel and Ellie walking along. And he asked her to pull out that damn pun book again. I can't remember what the puns were, but he he gave her something like a zero out of ten, three out of ten. Mm -hmm. they, they were pretty shitty puns. So um, I won't make any dad jokes at this point. Not yet, yeah. anyway. But here's the cool thing. And again, Ellie's little kid shines through, kind of pisses me off once again, because she does the whole, holy crap, Joel, look at that. I'm going to go check it out. I don't have time to explain to you what it is, but I'm going to run off and holler at the top of my lungs. Because yeah. that's what kids in TV do, and it pisses me off. But, but she's not really a kid, though. No. She's like 14, 15. Like... But she's never. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. You know, it, I get mm -hmm. it. But so the cool thing was we have the scene with the giraffe. Now, here's the thing, guys. I want to ask you guys, uh, anybody who's listening, if you saw the giraffe, do you think the giraffe was real or CGI? I want to hear your uh, answer before I we talk about it a little bit. And while we're talking, Dragon Slayer says having a baby inspires people to work on bettering their situation. Sometimes. Yeah, I agree. That, yep. However, <laughs> the flip side of that play, is... Well, play devil's advocate. Right. The devil's Sometimes advocate is... Sometimes it doesn't really. Yeah. Like, the devil's advocate is having a baby doesn't fix a bad relationship either, right? So and Well, we, we've or used that if advice. you're in a really sh shitty, shitty situation and you're stuck in a quarantine zone surrounded by clickers... And then all of a sudden you're spitting out a baby and you have to run with an infant and that infant is crying. And then it comes down to the point where like you're like hiding and you have to make the decision of whether or not that baby's going to cry and give you away and you both die. And you know what I mean? Like they had that story referring to the walking dead. Remember which one? Um, it was, uh, they were in they when they went into the the store there and the, and the mother had drowned the baby in the tub right because he was given away their location and it was either 
So they did that with the the baby or they were all going to die. And that's that's right? the difference between humanity and animals because mm-hmm. every single time in the wild a mother will sacrifice her baby yep. to continue. The well, problem... there's that little animal that actually throws them. Right. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the I think Amy knows what they are. They're like those cute little Right, they, yeah. but they all do it. And that is the cold-hearted practicality of, of the animal kingdom mm-hmm. compared to us. And that is the pro- that is what would eventually be the downfall of humanity would be, oh, we got to protect the baby and all of a sudden we all die, right? Exactly. So, and- oh, look at that. That's cool. Yeah. Man, you guys are awesome. So first yeah. off, Gunfighter says there's a lot of babies in Chicago, <laughs> but they don't follow that philosophy. This yeah. one's cool. I didn't know this. The Iroqu- so Dragon Slayer says the Iroquois nation trained their babies not to cry. I did too. It was called duct tape. But uh, no, I'm just, I'm being an asshole. But that's cool. I don't, how would you? Well, like if you could train it. But yeah. if honestly, at the time of training a baby while you're running from flickers and trying to survive. Yeah, like, I, I get it. I, yeah. But then again, to be yeah. fair, I mean, I can't imagine the Iroquois had it much better than, than they do they were now, you know? From- flesh-eating well, monsters but ev- right? every day was a day of survival right i know so. i just i like personally i wouldn't yeah amy there they are what the, is it the oh quackas yeah they, I don't know what the hell is a quacka they're these cute little tiny animals and they look they look like little stuffed animals and they're so freaking okay I'll, I'll bring one up just aren't hang they on, the guys. cutest little thing yeah we'll bring them up just, they uh... actually throw their babies <laughs> oh when that, i know it's so sad. sad but because i they're uh they're marsupial and i don't think they're violent right so look at that little jackass so for anybody who can aren't those the cutest so they're marsupials that carry their babies around in a pouch and apparently they throw their babies to their death instead of dying themselves exactly well because i i think it's because they don't fight okay that makes sense they don't know what to do like is that not the cutest little thing they kind of look like little kangaroos yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The cold, cold-blooded perpetrators of infanticide. Like, isn't that awful? So anyway, we're <laughs> yeah, going to hide you now. But so. no, but they do. They just they throw. I've read they throw the babies at That's the. That's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Aaron thinks CGI. When I watched the show live, or live like it was fucking broadcast. But anyway, when we watched it on uh, the first time we watched it, I swore the the draft was CGI. I think because it was real. Things looked weird. So yeah. here's the deal. It was real. So they they said it was one of the most complicated things they did for the show. They filmed it at the Calgary Zoo. Okay. So they had three there. Uh, the one They picked the one that's the most uh, tame. Apparently, none of the drafts were used to being fed by anybody but their trainers. <laughs> so it took them about a month and a half to train the drafts to get used to eating out of their hands. And they put a green screen behind the drafts and they gradually got it closer and closer to them over the span of mm. a month and a half. And then they superimposed the background and that's what made it look so jinky because it did, it looked weird and it's a shame because they had real drafts. Did they say what the name was? Yeah, was? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll find it for you here in a second. Because they don't have very many in Calgary. No, they've they? only got, uh, I think, three. Um, I, didn't yeah. they just lose one too? Did no, that one? was in, uh, so that was in Vancouver. So oh, I did okay. a bunch of... Um, bunch of research actually to try to find out um what what was real and what wasn't so let's see if we can find it here nabo n-a-b-o was the giraffe's name okay so i also since we're going down this road uh in the walking dead uh, king ezekiel had that tiger or whatever oh, right Shiba. Thought, yeah, yeah so yeah. and i thought that was highly impractical i also mm-hmm. thought 
what the hell are the chances that a giraffe would still be alive after all this time, right? They're quite fast. So they're fast. The average lifespan, because I had mm -hmm. to look it up, is 25 to 30 years for a giraffe. So it's doable. And do we know if these clickers go after animals? Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. A couple of the reviews I read said it implied that giraffes were immune to them or they didn't bother them. Because, Probably because they're silent, right? right? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. However, uh, giraffes do not like cold weather. They can die in cold weather if they are not fed enough. Okay. That's what happened to the giraffe at the Vancouver Zoo. Also, giraffes that are in the wild do not last more than 20 years. Okay. So if you call this the wild, that's really pushing the fact that these giraffes are alive. Well, they had a baby with them, too. Oh, they did? Yep. Oh, I missed that. Well, then that changes everything. So, yeah, they had, okay. I... I um, I know I seen one baby. I wasn't. I don't think there was any more than one. But so Dragon Slayer. This this is very much like Pavlov's dogs or whatever. Um, they they hung. So he said they hung the Iroquois hung their babies in a tree and just allowed them to cry, but not bother the others around them. Once the babies realize they are held when they don't cry, they stop. I mean that is the literal definition of letting cry the baby out. cry it out. <laughs> That is genius, and it probably didn't take very long. No, and we, well, we let the twins cry it out. We didn't hang them in a tree, but we got an apple tree out there. We should try that. You know, maybe with the dogs, we'll, yeah. we'll hang them till they oh, stop Jesus. barking. But that's, they'll never stop. That's oh, the problem. That's pretty cool. They'll just sit in the tree and they'll do their uh, phantom swim. <laughs> while they're swimming, we're swimming. Yeah. So yeah, so they find a giraffe, which is cool. I love the animals that's been in this. They had the little chimps, and now they've had the. Uh, but I haven't seen any cats dogs there were dogs yeah the dog that uh, sniffed up ellie and everything yeah no yeah, i mean like running around wild packs yeah, yeah because like cats and dogs like they've probably been like crazy yeah right? they probably my guess is they probably hunted the dogs for meat i know? know but like well i think they said uh a female cat could have a litter could have like what two three litters a year that's true so like i like you don't see any of those so yeah. i wonder maybe if they did away with them or I don't know. Well, and that's the thing because in, was it The Walking Dead? Maybe not The Walking Dead, but there was, there's been some post-apocalyptic shows that talk about animals and how certain ones were immune and certain ones weren't. And that might've been in a book I read. Well, World War, or um, Dawn of the Dead, they didn't bother the dog. No, they didn't. He just no. went down and walked right through, didn't yeah. he? So yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking, Nate. Yeah, rabbits. but you don't see any... No, Any of them, right? because right. to be honest, the, the woods and the wild should be absolutely overrun with wildlife. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, you'd think, and plus some um, like giraffes and, and the zoo animals, like there would be nothing there stopping them from reproducing. So you think there would be all kinds of. That's true. They'd, unless, they'd be mating like giraffes, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> so uh, from there, Joel looks at Ellie and he says, hey, um, we don't have to do this. I know we've traveled all the way across the country. I've killed innumerable people. But when it comes down to it, you and I can just go back to my brother's place and forget about it. Mm -hmm. And Ellie looks at him for a minute. She's like, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, it's been however many months we've come all this way. It's our mission. I need to go and see what I can do to help the people. And of course, that conversation sets up the ending that makes it all the more heartbreaking with Joel mm. and yeah. So, but from there, uh, see, just make sure. Yep. I don't want to miss this. So as they're walking along this, I thought maybe was the best part of the episode. And it was the thing that broke me just a little bit when Joel says, Ellie, we need to talk for a minute. And he goes, 
I need to tell you about the guy that missed when they shot at me. And, uh, that was deep because Joel's like, uh, it was the day after I lost Sarah, the, the very next day. And I went out into the woods and I pointed a gun at my head and I pulled the trigger and I flinched and I nicked my ear. So it was me who missed. And Ellie says something to the extent of, you know, I'm glad you missed. And Joel's like, well, at this point, I'm glad I missed too. (laughs) And it was cool, but I can totally see that, you know, Mm -hmm. because like Joel said, he needs a mission in life. Everything he does has always been to, you know, look after his brother, look after his uh, significant other. I don't know if she was his girlfriend or whatever you want to call her. And now look after Ellie. And for a man who lost his daughter, probably figured at that moment, he didn't have much of a, much of um, a will to live. Hey, babe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, that was sad. I, I, it was neat. It was a, not something I seen coming and the writing of this show all along has been, I thought spot on. So, uh, it was neat. Just told him how he got the scar. And then soon after somebody throws a flashbang grenade, they were walking through those, uh, those cars. And I remember that scene from the video game and I'm pretty sure they get held down with uh, like suppressive fire. There's, um, some guys up on cars or whatever shooting at mm-hmm. them. But in this case, it's just a flashbang grenade. Hard cut, and Joel's waking up in a, in a well, hospital bed. Well, he gets bed. cracked in the back of the head with oh, the butt of a gun, right? So. I don't care. Every time I see that in a movie or a TV <laughs> show, that just gives me the willies. Mm-hmm. That could, Jesus, you could kill somebody easily doing that. I don't know. Anybody ever been hit in the back of the head with the butt of a rifle? Because that sounds like it would be a really bad scenario. Yeah. So, Joel wakes up. Who's looking at him? But good old Marlene. And you remember kind of what happens there, baby? She basically says, um, Ellie's being prepped for surgery. She fills Joel in. Well, like, and she lets him know that it's, uh, that basically they're going to kill her. Right. Because it's in the middle of her brain. She doesn't say it, but Joel figures it out pretty quick. Well, she implies it. Well, because that's what he said. He goes, well, it's in her brain. Right. And she doesn't say anything. And then that's when he realizes. Yeah. And there's a, so, uh, again, a big Mm -hmm. controversy on Reddit this week. A whole bunch of med students and doctors had a big thread going on about how there were so many other options that they could have used instead of literally a fatal surgery for Ellie. Oh, so, with, with all their supplies. And, I know, I know. And testing yeah. equipment and everything that, you know, like, you know, just like they could probably do like IVF and stuff, right? With oh, all yeah. Their, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> good point. <laughs> hey, Byron Roberts, good to have you. Yeah, so I had to laugh at that because, again, oh, I'm probably, this is the plot. You know what, like... I'm sure they probably could if it was uh, built a, a modern yeah. day society with all the medical, you know, uh, yeah. You, the yeah, facilities, like, everything. Facilities, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I think. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. They had all that, but basically they were doing surgery on this poor kid in the rundown hospital that was covered with, with like dirt and dust and everything. So even if they were to start cutting and tearing, she probably wouldn't have survived anyway because she would have had infections. So I'd, uh, like... I'd like to get Chuck Peoples. I've had Chuck on a couple times. He's our buddy from uh, Appalachia mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also um, done third world medicine and stuff. I'd love to get his thoughts, especially on this episode. It'd be interesting yeah. to see. But So Marlene tells him, hey, we're basically going to kill Ellie. And Joel, I don't know if he says no, but he says, I want to see Ellie. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she basically says, you know, fuck no. off. Tells her men to escort him out of town to give him his bag back and tell him not to come back. And then we have the slow walk down the stairs. Remember? Yeah. And I really enjoyed that because <laughs> <laughs> Joel, Joel reminds me a bit of uh, Rick Grimes as Rick is getting 
attitude, you know. Well, when he started, when he started uh, not giving a shit anymore, Mm -hmm. he's like, "Guess what? Um, My last fuck, I left it on the side of the road when you hit me in the back of the head." (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Here we go. And um, and it's not coming back. (laughs) And you can see him flicking the old switch too. Mm -hmm. He goes from easygoing Joel. They're walking down the steps, and you can see him as he's going. He's like, "I'm gonna." He's paying attention to the the signs that say where pediatric surgery is. And then he just stops for a minute, like almost cocky. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, it doesn't come across as cocky, but confident, I guess. Well, it came to the point, well, I'm either going to shoot them or they're going to shoot me. Right. right. So, and then yeah. they push him and he keeps walking almost like he's contemplating in his head. Should I do it or shouldn't I? And you know, damn well, it's going to be, I should. Yeah. Because I've played the video game, but I mean, he is just a hard ass motherfucker. There's no getting around it. And so... About the third time when he finally pauses, that's the end. <laughs> Those two guys didn't stand a chance. I'm not sure how he was able to do it so fast, but he did. Killed one guy basically instantly, shot the other guy, and then shot him again. Mm-hmm. So at that point, he has some sort of scabbed together rifle and a handgun, I believe. And then the next 20 minutes is just hell on earth in the hospital as yeah. Joel Joel rains down <laughs> and literally executes every last motherfucking one of them as the... Uh, in the words of the opening scene of Pulp Fiction. So, well, it's the same with like when then he gets in there with the doctor, and uh, oh, the doctor. The doctor yes. said something, and then he's like, "That's uh, that's not what I meant." And then he just shoots him in the face. Or something I mean, like. it's crazy. I guess yeah. you would have to be that way to survive twenty mm-hmm. years in this post-apocalyptic, you know, wasteland. But what I what I put in here is at one point Joel goes one hundred percent John Wick. <laughs> that's the only way to explain it because now, okay. We're going to talk about some of the Rotten Tomato scores. It was this was actually the lowest one, which isn't really? saying much. It was an eighty-eight, which is still good. But there was four critics who had something to say about it. Either neither here nor there. But one guy said that Joel had the biggest pile of plot armor they've ever seen, where he could not be shot or hurt. Now, I don't get that mindset because here here's the deal. You have two characters that you know you're going to follow along, right? Mm -hmm. You know that Joel is going to save Ellie, right? So this isn't a video game. It's not like Joel gets multiple lives, right? Where he gets to respawn every time like I did a thousand times until I beat the level. So he has to to survive. Okay, could you have given him a wing, like a little, you know, a nick Mm -hmm. on the arm? Sure, but you knew he was going to. Like, once he made up his mind, there was no stopping him. So he parades through starts shooting and yeah like they said they're i don't know these were fireflies so it's not like they were heavily trained soldiers right no like and we don't know what they were like they were Hmm. you know like they were taking uh ellie's friend when they were like 18 right so like with almost zero training yeah you know they yeah i mean these are not battle hardened soldiers i don't think because no they're not army or anything like that the people the people who um what did she say? Marlene said they lost six, the six people that were staying with her as she went across the country ended up getting killed. So these are probably whatever they could scab together locally. And Joel is, he's trained an assassin at this point, you know, 20 years of killing people. Mm -hmm. And he just one after another, you know, the guys open up and Joel, Joel is uh, a conserver of ammo. Let's put it that way. I loved it (laughs) because at one point, you know, there's five or six guys and they just open up and just lay into the wall. Joel's under uh, b- behind both concealment and cover. 
steps out, headshot, headshot, headshot. Oh, I mean, you know, it looks like he's been playing Call of Duty on Xbox for way too long. But the dude knows what he's doing. He also knows that he's going to make every shot count. Mm -hmm. And he does. And he continues to kill and kill and kill. And it it has that video game feel again, right? It has that headshot, headshot, headshot. Oh, shit, I'm out of ammo. Grab this guy's gun. And one thing that kind of pissed me off was... He left so many guns sitting on the floor. Yeah. I mean, he killed, who knows, 20, 30 people, and only once or twice did he ever pick up a gun. My ass would have picked up, you know, I'd have had a rifle over either shoulder and some handguns because... You can't move as quick, though, when you got all that. No, but an extra rifle's not going to slow you down. Mm -hmm. And an extra handgun in the back of your pants, not going to slow you down because by the time he gets to the doctor, all he has is a handgun, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, was that the coldest blood thing he did when he shot the doctor straight in the head i can't i don't know it was pretty i I think marlene was yeah well yeah we'll talk about that so he -hmm. walks in ellie's on the table sedated i can't remember what the doctor said i it wasn't much no (laughs) it's like get out of here or something or basically it's not what i want to hear yeah yeah because he kind of stands there with a scalpel and joel doesn't hesitate he gives Mm -hmm. him about three words and i have to say that has probably been one of my most favorite aspects of this show because whenever you watch these shows, anything, they let them fucking talk and talk. And Joel never does it, you know, mm-hmm. even back to the uh, the episode where he's coming out of his infection and the guy's like, I told you. And Joel's like, I believe you. And then kills him. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no there's no letting the bad guy or the other person banter on. It's just execute him and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Same with the the kid that he killed that said, here's my knife. It's a good knife. Joel's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Byron says, at least, yeah, strip the ammo from the bad guy's guns. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing even though, I don't know, if, if somebody else who has a better idea of what's going on, I'm guessing most of those are five, five, six, because I'm thinking pretty much everything they have has been scavenged or, you know, gotten from the military at one point or another so i'm i'm hoping that most of those you know the the ammo could be in i don't know anyway but i just felt like he left a lot on the floor mm-hmm. so whatever executes the doctor tells the nurses to patch up ellie we're leaving and then he picks up ellie and this is from the video game as well and that was sad too <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna carry you know and he picks her up and carries her out and he carries her out and you're like your hands are full dude what are you gonna do if you get stopped but he killed everybody right mm-hmm. except for when he gets to the garage and finds a car with a working battery right well they had it hooked up right a charger yeah yep. they had it hooked up to a charger yeah so what happens at that point well that's when marlene comes out yes and she's basically telling him that like she's trying to convince him she's like uh it's not too late <laughs> just like yeah it's, it's not too late we can forget everything you just did here i don't think you realize i just shot the doctor in the head is probably what he's thinking but <laughs> yeah. it's just me yeah you know? but but like she's just like yeah she was trying to convince him to basically let them kill Ellie and yeah. do it right let, 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 yeah in other words yeah. let's do it and mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there watching him and you can see so he he's got her he's got his hands under her but you can't see his hands mm-hmm. it, Joel doesn't make I a think lot he of had the, the gun in his hand oh he time. absolutely yeah. did yeah it's like um and her gown was covered Deadwood in. you remember on Deadwood mm-hmm. the uh, Shane, uh, Ian McShane the main the 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 saloon owner he'd always have a gun under his table when people yep. would come in and the, and you knew you, you see him there you can't see his hands you know there's a gun pointing at her and she's you know yep 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 and then Joel's like gut shot her right because yep. he wouldn't be able to shoot her in the head from where he had the gun but he shot her right in the stomach and once again 
he walks over to her and she's like, Joel, don't. And he shoots her in the no, head. No, no. He goes, she goes, goes, um, uh, don't do this. We can fix it. We can fix it. Or, uh, don't kill me. And then he goes, you're just mm. going to, you're just going to come after her anyway. And then he shoots her. Yeah. Yep. Cause <laughs> I love yeah. it. I, I can't help it. I, yeah. you know, the big crux of this show and the game was always what Joel did. Was it right? Was it wrong? And we're going to talk a little bit more because in a minute, Ellie wakes up in the back seat of a car mm-hmm. and Joel, I think they had been driving for a little. Oh while. yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had been cause they're, they're out of ways and Joel lies to her. 100% lies mm-hmm. tells her, um, the place was overrun by marauders. They killed everybody. But before they did, Marlene told me there was others like you. We've been doing testing. It's helpless. There's n- There was no sense in it. And I l- barely get you out by the skin of my teeth, just mm-hmm. you and me. That's what he tells her. And I mean, whatever you have to tell somebody to sleep at night, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. But. Well, I can- don't know why he just didn't tell her the truth. Because I don't know if Ellie actually thought thought they were going to kill her you know what i mean like but being a 14 year old girl like she is mm-hmm. i think she would have been pissed that he took the choice out of her hands right yeah but i just but at the same time marlene never gave ellie a choice no you know, and they i never don't said... think they actually explained it to her hey we're gonna put you underneath here like because like if he if he had took ellie aside and said listen this is what was gonna happen mm-hmm. um it wasn't something that they were just going to put you under and then put a big needle in your head and remove it. Right. They were actually going to kill you. Yeah, 100%. And I think if um, if he had ex- actually took the time and explained it to her, I think she probably would have had a different outlook on it. I'm going to say that would have been the best choice. Yeah. I, think, I think he made an absolute uh, critical error yeah. <laughs> there. And I'm going to guess, I have not played the second game, I'm going to guess that has a lot to do with what happens in the second game. I'm thinking the, the lies and everything. Um, Aaron says, I agree. He never would have been able to settle of it if he thought she would run. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. Talking about, talking about Marlene, you think, or about Ellie here? Um, just clarify a little, Aaron. She said, I agree. He would never be able to settle if he thought she would run. Oh, maybe talking about Joel and Ellie, I'm guessing, mm. maybe. But yeah, so it it's it's... I don't know. So what yeah. do you think? Did he do the right thing? Did he do the wrong thing? Well, I think he would have told her. I think he should have told her. So one more thing. Yeah. So this is an episode of, of book endings and they did a great job. So the episode opens with them walking in the woods and Joel confessing that he almost shot himself in the head. The show ends with them walking in the woods, Ellie uh, talking and confessing that she had to kill her girlfriend, mm-hmm. which was neat. And then, so she shares the deepest, darkest secret she's ever had that she feels that she had. And then looks Joel in the eye and says, tell me everything you said was the truth. And he lies again. You know, mm-hmm. she give him one more out. He didn't even hesitate. He's like, no, it was true. hundred percent. So he has to live with that. Whatever happens over the next well, few years. And I think, well, Okay, he should have told her the yeah. truth, for example. I think she, I but, think Aaron's right about that, that she wouldn't actually be able to hear him say the truth. She yeah. would just be a bitchy bitch and take, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, the problem, too, is that, um, like, 
I think he thought lying like that, there was nobody left. Right. Yeah. Literally. It would never come back and invite Exactly. Him, right? Like who's going to come back and say, hey, guess what? He lied, right? It'll be interesting to find out how she ever Although he didn't out. kill the nurses. That's true. Yeah. So, oh, look at you. Yeah. You've already wrote uh, episode or uh, season two, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he says that, um, yeah, that it didn't happen, that it happened just the way he said. But so. it kind of left on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it did. It, like well, I told you. A little bit. I mean, no, it was. Okay. Like, I, I don't think you can call that a cliffhanger. No, no, but. I still think it should have been a longer episode. It should have had more. I agree. But I I also think that it was a perfect ending to the season because that's what you have to do. You have to give, they did great. They give us closure. You know, they, they ended the journey of Ellie and Joel, but they also opened it up to here's the next chapter. Right. And it can go anywhere from here. That's what I, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. but so it was bookended really well. Like I said, the first of the episode opened with that. Now, something else I didn't know. Yeah, at least it wasn't like a cliffhanger where well, like you don't know who's like the phone ringing on The Walking Dead or or, or, you know, or say say this. How about Joel walking into the operating room, the doctor coming at him with the scalpel, Joel raising the gun, and it fades to black. Right? Yeah, I know. that would be fucking awful. That's yeah. that's what I can say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't enough to like really piss you off, but it was enough that you're just like. It should have been a little bit more. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. I but. And that was probably the biggest complaint from everyone online mm-hmm. was that the show felt rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron says, I feel like it was enough of a cliffhanger, but I don't want to throw the TV out the window. Yes. Yeah. It was none of that who shot JR or <laughs> who shot Mr. Burns. You know, it was. Well, you remember when The Walking Dead did that in the prison, uh, that phone ringing? Yeah, but it was <laughs> stupid because it was, there was no payoff. It was so cheap. Oh, or, I know. Or how about. Glenn getting his guts ripped out, and then the next time, oh no, I rolled the... under a dumpster. Yeah, no, The yeah. Walking Dead was horrible with that, and mm-hmm. and or how about, and again, another one was with the governor. We we assumed we were going to get a resolution of the governor storyline, and they're like, hey, no, we're going to go another half season with him. Well, and and they did it with uh, Sons of Anarchy too. Mm. Kurt Sutter's a great writer, but he needs a good editor and he needs somebody to check him in because they did the same type of cliffhangers, right? But so here was a really cool Easter egg thing that I found out doing some research for this episode. So the first episode's title was When You Are Lost in the Darkness. That's the first half of the motto of the Fireflies. And last night, or episode nine's title was Look for the Light. The second half of the motto of the Fireflies. I thought that was cool. So you take episode one and episode nine and you get when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, So let's see what we had here. So, yeah, I asked you, but let's talk. So do you think were Joel's actions justified what he did? Like going and killing everybody? You okay with that? Yeah, I was too. I I think we're in agreement that the only problem was the lying to Ellie. Should he have told her, you think? I, I think, think he so. Have, yeah. yeah. Because, or like, may, maybe he will tell her when they get to Tommy's. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause like, like Aaron said too, like may, maybe, uh, maybe he was worried if he had told her the truth in the truck, like she would have done something stupid, like open the back of the door and jumped out of the truck or something. Right. But, um, but maybe he'll eventually tell her. Maybe we'll see. Uh, I, I think he will. I really, yeah, so after we get through the Rotten Tomato scores, I want to 
take a few minutes and maybe predict where we think they're going to go with it because okay. we really don't know. But well, I've I've read a couple articles. So. They it sounds like two more seasons, right? Is that what uh, they're implying? I only got the one season, but right. Oh yeah, because they um I've read interviews that said um volume two of the video game is going to be multiple seasons. They've said it's okay. going to be two. So, which I think is implied too, because they don't want to go more than four or five. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron says she forgot about that with Glenn. Yeah. That was one of the worst fake outs ever. Oh, Hey, Autumn Dawn. Good to have you. She said, um, Joel already lost one daughter. He wasn't going to let Ellie sacrifice mm-hmm. herself. I can see that. And Aaron says, I think he was still reeling with how much <coughs> care he found for Ellie too. It was like a sudden realization. That's true. He, mm-hmm. He really wasn't in a place to act completely rationally, even at the best of times. But in this, it was worse, right? Mm-hmm. So every episode we've gone and we've looked at the Rotten Tomato scores and we've pulled out the Rotten uh, <laughs> reviewers. There was one episode that didn't have it. There was, I think, there was maybe a couple that had two Rotten reviews, but that was the maximum. This one had four. So uh, the score was 88% out of 100. So if you don't know, for those of you out there aren't familiar with the Rotten Tomatoes algorithm or whatever, basically what they do is they look at the review and they say, is it positive or is it negative? And then they, they put all the positives in one column, all the negatives in the other, and that's how they figure it out. So out of 34 critics, four gave it a rotten scoring. The first one was from somebody we haven't heard from. And his, uh, Ben Dole from the Times in the UK, his review was behind a paywall, so I couldn't get it. But they do give you a snippet of what he said. And it said, this was a show that at its best tests and exposes the limits of goodness and love in all its characters. As a moral dilemma, though, I'm not sure this finale or final one really worked. So I guess he's kind (laughs) of... not happy with the morality of the final episode like because of the killing yeah like he's like i don't think it's a moral choice i i don't know i think it's a great moral choice because well you know what i bet you he's saying is that uh the moral choice of joel not letting them do that to ellie to the point where that it could save humanity but the problem is they don't know if that was gonna work right you know what i mean like so they were gonna like basically sacrifice her on the pretense that it might work. So let's throw this out there. This is like the baby Hitler, right? Mm -hmm. You know how everybody always says, if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler to save the world, would you do it? Everybody says yes. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what we're going to say. If you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, but baby Hitler was your baby, would you do it? That's a whole nother scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to kill your kid? I, most well, people and, wouldn't. And the simple fact of like, would you go back and shoot a baby? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Like, Not just a, you know, yeah, exactly. And Aaron, this is a really good point. I never thought about. She said, mora- uh, the, the moral today, the morale today versus morale 20 years into what they've lived through. And that's mm-hmm. a good point because you know what? Maybe Joel doesn't care about humanity at this point because he probably figures it's fucked, you know? Well, like, and I don't think he does. Like he, like, I think he's at that point now where he's accepted Ellie. Right. So now all he cares about is the fact of basically living his life out yeah. as a surrogate dad as a sheep, with his daughter. As a sheep farmer and he gets her to space, right? Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Like absolutely. As his daughter. And that, that, and that's basically all he cares about. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else. That's a good one, Aaron. I never thought of that all the way along, but that is the problem with 
every one of these reviewers shitting on the morality of the episodes because they take it from a modern day morality, mm. our present morality, but they don't take into account all of the um, the negative morality that would have came about from 20 years of living through this, right? Well, and even, but if you even put it into our our like, world today, our world yep. today, like it, like say tomorrow shit hit the fan, right? Um, there's going to be no morality. Very Everyone's going to yeah. be out for themselves. Everyone's going to be worried about their families, what's important to them. And basically they're going to hunker down into their area and they're not going to give a shit about anybody else. Well, that's a good point. And, and like, there's like, there's no morality when it comes to survival. No, like you do what you got to do. And that is, and, you know, again, I like to, I like to liken it to the first season of the walking dead Shane versus Rick. Right. Yeah. Shane says anything goes. Rick says, "Oh no, there's a line." Right? <laughs> there's no line. No, I, and no. it's interesting because uh, I've been binge reading Atlas Shrugged, which is a pretty dense 64 hour audiobook, and it 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 deals with morality a ton, and it it talks about things. And like you don't that. you don't want to be rude or anything, but these type of people that are worried about morality, yeah. They're going to be the first ones to go. Oh yeah, they'll the be zom- they'll be zombie because, fodder through exactly because because they'll be the ones that are like make, you know always worried about what <laughs> everyone else thinks. Yeah, because they'll be like you know they'll be the well the, the Hollywood types that uh, yeah you know they probably don't have any way to protect themselves anyway. So but don't worry, oh. the government will come. I yes, promise. Yes, the government saves everybody. Byron says the shit hits the fan would probably change the Pope's morals. Yeah, I, what for the better? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, Aaron agreed with whatever you said there honey yeah well it it is true like no there's no there's no such thing as morality when you're trying to survive and the only morality is keeping you Mm -hmm. and and that's what joel said and you know what geez i never thought of that that is the only guiding principle that joel has is to look out for and help those he cares about remember he said they had that conversation before so this should be no surprise to anyone that joel's only morality is to look out for his family and to help them along and that's it, a hundred percent. And that's what he did. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and that's what anybody does in that right. type of situation. Yeah, huh. interesting. Like, so, so uh, we, our buddy. Do you remember him, mm. Randy Dinkovich from Tilt Magazine? It's not really Dinkovich; it's Dankovich, but he's a Dink. So, yeah, well, he's got a so one the show. Yeah, he he has. Uh, I don't know some sort of uh, Freudian love or mislove for this yeah. show because it, he turns everything he into secretly. Sex, but he yeah. secretly likes it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. but. Again, I didn't bother reading the whole thing. I just brought up his little clip here. But it said, um, brilliantly performed and flawlessly produced. I agree. So far, we're, you know, five words in and I agree with him. Excellent. Look for the light. Okay, we're nine words in. I'm still good. Oh, darn it. Here we go. Is held back by its reductive inflexibility, embracing an ethos of unforgiving brutality as a substitute for a truly honest, complex reflection on its characters and humanity. God damn that guy. You know, why Why use a five-cent word when a 25-cent word can will he, suffice? For some reason, this guy has really, really high expectations of Joel. He he does. He has yeah. a hard-on for yeah. complex morality when we're They not- have said several times, like, I love Joel. I do. But, and to be honest, the type of person he is, he's a piece of shit. Sure. Right? And why does he think that he is some sort of... hierarchy of a person that should be acting better than what he actually is. Like Aaron says, is he watching the same show? 
I don't, I think mm. he is, but I think he is watching it through some weird lens that he thinks. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe he's got a crush on uh, uh, Daddy Pedro. It could be. <laughs> so I, that, and he doesn't want him to be a bad guy. He wants him to be a really good guy. Well, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it is tough because I've brought this guy on every, maybe, no, anyway, but. Every you know, single reach out to him and Adam. Come on, for an interview. Oh, Jesus, I'm I don't curious know what he'd could. be about. But it, it, it it's frustrating because <laughs> his problem with the show is what the show is. Well, he you know? think he thinks that it's all like, are we all supposed to like hold hands and sing "Kumbaya" around a fire and I, I'm not and sure. all be friends and and everyone is supposed to be the best buddies and they're all supposed to like get along and everything like. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, Autumn Dawn. She says he likes Pollyanna heroes instead of anti-heroes. And I mean, Joel is a bad person. He is. Um, but I wouldn't... Okay, so here's what I wanted to... If anybody out there has also watched um, Breaking Bad, okay? Mm-hmm. You could call Walter White an, an anti-hero. But I, I would say... Uh, okay, I think Walter White was more evil than Joel was. What oh, do you yeah. think? Oh, yeah. 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 Because Walter... When it came down to it, the only thing at the end was power and greed for him. But he and wasn't at the beginning. No, he... And just like Joel wasn't at the beginning. But he... But I think it's... Well, it was different type of circumstances. Like, Walter purposely went that way because that's what he... That's what he was deep down inside. Sure, yes. Where Joel was kind of left with the whole... He didn't have a choice. And Joel, Joel is a protector. Yeah. And everything he does comes out of that. And I... Th- well, and he's a survivor. Like, he's right. surviving in a post-apocalyptic world. Where Walter was... He got a little taste of money. And power. And power. And then his just grew with greed. Right? And that's basically... And that's... Yeah. I th- yeah. And, and that, to me, tells you that that was in there to begin with because oh yeah it was deep down inside it just needed he just needed to feed it a little bit right and when it did that's what came out and and you hate to say it but i think there's a lot of people out there that are like that oh sure yeah they are you get that you 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 don't think you have it and you've got that down in there and all of a sudden you just feed it a little bit of timbits at the time and then all of a sudden that monster grows and that greed monster is there because if you look back on joel and I mean, you might say we only got nine episodes with him, but we got 20 years with Joel. Mm-hmm. If you look back on who Joel was before the collapse happened, he was a man who protected his daughter and did things outside of societal norm, even at that time to look out for her. Well, see, and that's the thing, though. You don't you don't really know what type of person he was before it happened. Right. Either. Like, because honestly, it kind of implied that He's a bit of a blue collar. Well, he was, but it kind right? of implied that Tommy was too, because like oh, Tommy was a degenerate for sure. Exactly. So I bet you Joel probably was too. Yeah. And like maybe he kind of settled down a little bit because he had Sarah, but, right? But he might have just been a degenerate his entire life because like Tommy he was, was a thrown in, he was thrown in jail all the time, and right. Joel would, and his response was oh again. You know, like, yeah, there it is. You gotta be thrown in jail. As right? Autumn Dawns has bailed out his brother again. Yeah, it's true. But how many times was has Joel been in jail? Right. right? And, like, you don't know, right? And I'm guessing when he was younger, he did the same damn mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, they almost, did they ever mention what happened to their parents? No. No. I they seem so. like, you know, they seem like maybe they grew up without parents. You know, I had that kind of. Maybe. Well, and I think Joel was his dad. considerably yeah. older. older. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it just, um, but like you don't know what type of person Joel was, right? And it never implies what happened to Sarah's mother, 
right? No, like, that's it never, true too. Yeah, like, maybe maybe he deep. saddled, maybe she saddled her with Joel because Joel was a piece of garbage. And right, she went not. It's a good point to do with him, right? Like, and again, here yeah. we are. We're back to shades of gray. But the, I, I'm gonna maybe maybe I'm just you know recency biased here, but I'm gonna say that what Joel does, even though around him you know great people can be awful people at the same time right mm -hmm. but joel's underlying motivation all the way through was to protect the people that he cared about plain and simple the whole way through whereas somebody like walter white i don't think that was his motivation and if it was it got lost somewhere along the way right mm -hmm. because at least at first he justified it to himself that hey i'm making this money for my family but it didn't take very long for him to you know, give out his speech, eh? Like where he was ready to kill, you know, he'd kill anybody who got in the way. I mean, he, yeah. he literally ended up putting, um, what did he do? He flipped uh, Jesse's girlfriend over so that she, you know, aspirated on her vomit, right? Yeah. So there was that. So, okay. Last, uh, we got uh, two more here. Uh, Lorraine Alley, I forgot to write down what magazine she wrote for. She said, this may sound ridiculous, given the propensity of streamers to stretch a two-hour story into a 10-part saga. I think this will stick with you, baby. But he said, The Last of Us is the exceptional production that needed more room to land. So basically, she's saying that streaming takes a two-hour story, turns it into 10 hours. Mm -hmm. This was the one time that the show needed more time. What do you think of that? You oh, felt yeah. That I, way. Well, even last episode. Right. Like, I Well, it's like I said last, last week there. It's like, this one wasn't horrible because it touched back on previous characters, but up until this, it, it feels like a sitcom-y. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a in new and out, character. In and in out. And out. Yeah. It's like they introduce a new, just like what you said when they they showed Ellie's mother. The first words, you're like, oh man, another new character. Yeah. Like they just keep introducing all these characters, it but weird. it's only one episode. Yeah, right? and, that's true. And But um, but they kind of went back to Marlene and stuff, which kind of helped a little bit, but it's too rushed and it like they they need to like but you don't want to drag it out either right well i'm but i'm gonna say that if nothing else the directors and showrunners didn't want the show to overstay its welcome and, well, and, and they succeeded that, at but, that you know but you, you have a great story tell it right? yeah and like, it and it really could have stood for mm -hmm. uh 12 episodes maybe 12 15 episodes yeah 12 for sure i think three yeah. more would have you know and and they and they could have still left this episode for the last one. Oh, absolutely! But they could have enhanced the other episodes. They could have let the bit. world breathe a little more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because again, it it did have that same. I, I'm going to say if I have one, okay, two things. First, I'm going to say Ellie's acting did get better as the season went on. Yeah, she's not perfect. I'm still but, not a huge. Fan. No, I know, but she did come into her own. She improved mm -hmm. immensely over the season. I'll give her that. But the uh, my biggest criticism of the entire first season would be the pacing suffered from the same problems that the final season of the Game of Thrones did. Mm -hmm. They got to the point where they're like, okay, we need to finish the story, so we are going to take massive leaps in time without really filling it in. And it felt unnatural, that's all. And that's what this felt like, too. This felt like a bit like World War Z when you read the book. So the book is just a whole bunch of captured stories that take place during the apocalypse. And that's what made the movie so hard to, you know how he was like, hey, let's go from here to here to here to here. That's kind of what this felt like, right? Yeah. Like, let's go from Boston to Kansas 
to Wyoming, to Colorado, to wherever they ended up. And each week we're in a new locale, right? And, well, they could have, like, they could have did more of uh, on the road, right? And not every, yeah. and, and that's one thing that pisses me off about these shows is that not every episode has to be a gunfight. Right. Not every episode has to be a bad guy. Not I, like they don't have to do that every episode, right? I would have been 100% happy having an entire episode of Joel and Ellie sitting in that little S10 Chevy driving and talking. Well, that or like or do survival episode or you know like basically they're just walking around like not everything has to be chaos and Right. And a catastrophe where they have to fight for. It's like, like they, it's like they just, you know, they they took it and all the high points. They cut them off and pushed them together. Yeah, and they, I get it. That's okay. And that's okay, but they could have they could have dragged it out a little bit more. But um, one of my uh, one of my I wouldn't say favorite, but one of my go to YouTube movie reviewers is the Critical Drinker. If anybody else watches him, he's really great because he, he's anti woke and he has a lot of fun with his stuff. But he I, he recognizes good storytelling uh, when he sees it. And he talked a lot about this show as well. And he said that uh, he's played the video game and the video game takes about 25 hours to complete. So you have about 25 hours of storytelling that you turned into six or seven hours of, of TV time. And that's what made it feel a bit rushed because the yeah. video game, what makes the video game work is how full fleshed the environment and story is and how you take time to really care for the characters. And would you say maybe that's one of the problems too, is that, we have these characters that we want to care about, but they just don't give us enough time with them. I mean, they do, but it would be nice to have more, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can basically... Well, I don't care about any of the other guys, but it's like... I, what I mean by character, I just mean Ellie and Joel. You know, we yeah. didn't get even enough time with them. Be yeah. Because you have... So we have nine episodes, on average about 45 minutes or so. I have to look it up for sure. but So you've got six hours of TV and... For, uh, an hour and a half of that two episodes were side character episodes i guess we got well, ellie was in one but i mean so we had about five hours with well about four well, see, hours and that's and what ellie i mean together. like you only get but the problem is is that you only get joel and ellie in the episodes together when there is chaos right or gunfights or one of them's getting stabbed or one of them's getting shot at you know like they don't have to do that every episode. Like, no, it's true. Because like, you know, like as much as it is post-apocalyptic, but I guarantee real life is not like that. No. Like I, even when you are in surviving, I guarantee every day you don't wake up and think, okay, what sitcom am I going to go out and shoot today? You well, know what I mean? Like it's. I, uh, I don't make very many memes, but I made one at the beginning of COVID and it was, uh, it was a picture of um, the governor when he was eating those SpaghettiOs. Mm -hmm. And the quote was, nobody ever told me the end of the world was going to be this boring. Right. right? But it's true because <laughs> that's like, really what it is, is, you know, what do well, they say? Well, it's not that, boring if you go out looking for problems, right? right? Like, but I'm sure it's like an, you know, an EMS or whatever, you know, 95% mm -hmm. of their job is pure and utter boredom and 5% is pure insanity, mm -hmm. you know, but if you watch this, you would think that 95% was insanity and 5% was well, boredom. Just like ER doctors. Yeah. You know, most of the time it's sore throats and diarrhea and throwing up every once in a while they get. Right. Autumn says some days will just be hiding from a storm and being hungry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, which, which one, Aaron, how is that not a patch yet? Oh, damn it. I said something good and I didn't even catch it. Type it uh, out for me. Aaron. And oh, the world be this oh, yes, it will be. All right. It'll be a patch. <laughs> there you go. Um, patch. 
boring. Okay. I won't forget now. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I don't make many memes. I, I, I yep. share a hell of a lot, but I only made one or two. Uh, so with a can of spaghetti, I was, yeah, yeah, it will be. That's exactly <laughs> it. I love it. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. She made, yeah. That's great. Charlotte had spaghetti. It was for supper. She did the other night. because I mentioned the goddamn things the other yeah. night. And then she comes down to the pantry and gets one. And she goes, I don't think I like these. <laughs> <laughs> and it's simply because I mentioned them in the yeah. prepping presentation they did at the library and yep. subliminally i got her to eat those damn spaghettios because they've been in there forever right yeah i don't even remember where we got them from uh, i i think they're stuff that olivia had left over when she moved home from the city no no we i bought them okay. i think i bought them from the dollar store yeah. aaron says why is aaron asking for a boring patch yeah <laughs> so last one from rotten tomatoes sam adams from slate not not sam adams the beer but sam adams from slate magazine and this was the plot armor thing Joel ducks behind a wall as a hail of bullets throw up clouds of dust, then pops up and takes out enemy after enemy with one clean shot. For a show that has emphasized its gritty realism at every turn, one whose hero was previously almost killed and stabbed with a broken baseball bat, Joel's sudden invulnerability is a disastrous step into fantasy logic, where the steeliness of his resolve makes him impossible to defeat. Uh, okay. So, so like, that's my yeah. answer. So I don't care. Like, all I want to see is this badass motherfucker walking through and mowing down guys. Because what else do you want him to do? You don't want to end the episode with Joel bullet ridden, full of infection and hanging out in a rail yard. Right. Because yeah. we're not going to do that. We need strong Joel who comes to the rescue. That's what, how, what, how is that a problem? Like, I friggin' love Commando. You know, that's yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies. But well, I, I maybe he's kind of getting to the point where he doesn't want it to be constantly like that. You know what I mean? That's true. And, yes. And like, and and I get it. You know, like it's not it's not logical and everything like that. But I just hope it's not going to be a constant repetitive thing. Sure. Like, like again, like The yeah. Walking Dead, right? It, it just, sounds to me like they want to they don't want to outlive outstay their welcome so yeah. it, it sounds like this is going to be about three seasons and done yeah i'm okay with that i am especially without giving me yeah, well whatever anyway yeah the, well but you know what though from what i've from what i've read um i was just reading a story about it the other night because um they were talking about ellie not or uh bella ramsey not coming back for a second season right but she is but she as far as i know yeah. she is um because second season, she's supposed to be 19, which she technically is 19 now. Yeah. But, um, well, that'll work then. Yep. So, but they said that they're trying, they know what the video game is, but the producers and the writers want to write their own show. Hmm. So I, I don't know what that implies. I don't know if, if it, like, I, I don't know. Like, so, um, I can't, I think. I, I know they have to follow the video game. Well, they don't have they to don't follow. Have to do they don't anything. have to. No. But I think there's going to be a lot of pissed off people if they don't kill Joel. But Neil Druckmann, mm. who... Okay. So, real quick, guys. If you don't want to know what happens in the second video game, leave now. So, you've been warned. Mm -hmm. So, in the second video game, Joel gets bludgeoned to death by a golf club by a transgender. Just the way it is that's yeah. the, that that's the story some big muscular woman who is at least friend or something i don't know and she i beats have him to no death. idea it is it has been the 
I mean, it's been the epitome of so many memes I've seen over the last few years. So that's the story. That's what happens almost at the opening of the video game. So Joel basically has no part in the second video game. Now, the first video game was 100% universally loved by all fans. When game two came out, it was, I don't even know what to call it, 50% loved and 50% hated. Now, of course, Neil Druckmann, the writer of the video game. I'm, tr- I'm trying to yeah, find the story. No, it's fine. He says he doesn't care. Uh, he wrote the story and he stands behind it. That's his prerogative as a creator. It just sucks that they killed off such a, a, a loving character. Now, here's the thing. How much time jump was there? 10 years between the two video games, baby? Or no, five years, I guess, right? It'd be five years because ne- uh, Ellie was 14. Now she's 19. Right. Yeah. Okay. So five years. So that will put Joel in his mid sixties, right? Mm-hmm. He's or no? What did he say he was? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. So he yeah, he'd, he'd be yeah, sixty two. Yeah. So you know, in that day and age, the hard of life he's lived, he's going to be in rough shape by the time he's sixty two. I'm going to say so. So where do they go with it? I don't know. I would love to see them have Joel around. The problem is, I don't think they're going to because they stuck so close to the storyline of volume one of game one. So I think you, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to a show that is led by uh, Bella Ramsey. No, Uh, she did better, but she just isn't perfect. And again, a lot of the YouTuber reviews that I watched, that was the same thing they said, you know, she got better as the season went on, but she doesn't have much of an emotional range. And well, that, and she's not talented enough to carry a whole show. No. I, Joel Joel's great. You know, Ellie is a great background or um, secondary character, I think. I wonder if they're going to turn around and kill Ellie. Well, that would be an interesting flip. Mm-hmm. It'll never happen. No, and it'll never happen. You know why it won't happen? Because that would go against <laughs> modern sensibilities. Exactly. So, but, yeah. No, I'm just going to say it. It would. It absolutely mm-hmm. would go against... Um, things that are important to most people who create media now. So that won't happen. But maybe they'll keep Joel alive for a little bit longer. I think they will. Um, like, well, like, because I, like, I can't find the story. It was on Facebook. And um, it said something about uh, uh, Bella Ramsey was going to, like, um, she she wasn't sure she wanted to come back for season two. But okay. they, they're basically not giving her a choice. Um. But they're, uh, but with that, that's where they come to the line where they said that it's our story and we're going to write it the way we want to write it. Right. So maybe they won't. I don't know. Yeah, right here. <laughs> okay. This is the story. Yeah. So Bella Ramsey is 100% confirmed. Here, let's bring this up. We, we can share it. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So that they're not recasting so, her. Joel, uh, good to have you know you're Joe. Uh, I just spoiled. Uh, oh, the Rumble stream just died, guys. Sorry about that. But that happens. Yeah, whatever. Rumble's been a little bit hokey lately. Uh, know Your Joe said, I hope I did miss the spoilers. I'm way behind on the show. Yeah, I just spoiled the second video game. I hate to. <laughs> well, ever. Yeah, but it's been Google out for that, right? it's been out for five years. So yeah. Dragon Slayer says, I hope they don't kill Joel off. That would be stupid. He's the only one we want to see. And that's what it comes down to. So we'll see. So here's the article. Uh, Bella Ramsey, 100% confirmed to not be recast, which you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, so it's... Um... While, it's strongly heavy, so while it's strongly heavily implied The Last of Us didn't want to make it official until after the finale, we know Ellie survives. 
Ramsey, blah, 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 previously had celebrated news of the show's renewal. Okay. We're extremely lucky to have Bella, and the only way we would ever consider recasting Bella is if she said, I don't want to work with you guys anymore. And even then, we're not sure we would grant her that. Yeah. We might force her to come back this season. Um, okay. Ramsey says, there's no limits for me. They can do as many games as they like, as many series as they like, and I'll be here flying back to Canada. That's cool. Uh, the debate among a subset of fans has been that Ramsey looked too young to play an aged up Yelly. Who cares? Uh, who will be five mm-hmm. years older and that Ramsey wouldn't be able to pull off Ellie's extreme violence. Uh, she, yeah, she can do violence. That's yeah. no problem. Both of these arguments have never made sense. Ramsey's already 19. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we can find here. Second, the show will be put even more of a burden on Ramsey moving forward as she takes on an even larger role opposite her foil, Abby, who is yet to be cast. Uh, I don't know if it says any more about that. The show has been working, set up Ellie's propensity for violence even more than the games, I'd argue. Yeah, so when it comes down to it, whether, uh, yeah, good to have you there, uh, Dragon Slayer. Uh, Got to run, carry my 90-year-old, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, say hello for me. That's cool. Uh, good, good, good man. Uh, Aaron, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, to be yeah. returning as LA next season. So when it comes down to it, I think they're going to follow the storyline fairly closely. We might get three episodes with Joel instead of one. But, but you know what? And then they're going to see their their, their uh, cash cow is going to dry yeah, up. Well, the, they're going to see their ratings plummet. Sure, like, I think so. And for the record, so you know, the ratings were incredible. Mm-hmm. They increased every week until the Super Bowl week. And then they had a dip, and then they went up again. And the finale had twice the amount of viewers the premiere had. Well, and they had this story on Facebook. And you know when you when you not this not Forbes, sure. but it was, but you know how they they post it, and then they have like all the comments. Yeah, and uh, they had it on there, and it had twenty seven thousand comments or something like that. And sometimes I'll just sure scroll through and see. I'd say the first three or four hundred comments were they were not going to watch it if Bella was the only character left. But that's because and and everyone was hoping that they were going to kill her off. I know because they just that's because the entire world is racist and white supremacist. I mean, no, no, that's because she can't. No, no, it has nothing to do with her acting. <laughs> so, it has to do with the fact that they're discriminating against her. You yeah, know that because this. she's non-binary. Right? That's what it is. It's yeah. not because she's a shitty actor. No, no, no that you, yeah. yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, oh. like she is what she is, but she can't carry a show. No, she can't. Um, no. Maybe she'll take some acting lessons. And that doesn't. Yeah, matter. I know it. Won't you either have it or you don't. You're right. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Tom Hanks say? He said that the, the new generation of actors are cut their teeth on Colgate commercials. And mm-hmm. He learned on Broadway or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, you either have it or you don't. And and honestly, she's she's annoying. And she's got one of those annoying voices. And and she, like, and not to be mean, but she has a very punchable face, you know? Like, <laughs> just like... I agree. Like, you just, I don't know. She She's just one of those people that, like, if you were to, like... I don't know if you're in a bar with a couple drinks and you, you just like, you know, you want to walk up and give her a good punch. You know, she reminds me of Ellen Page. Yeah. They, they, they both had that similar look. Neither of the very, very, yeah. they had a very limited range. Mm-hmm. Although I should say Ellen Page is probably a better actress than. Yeah. Ellen, I, but she, but uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah. So she was okay in, in Juno. Yeah. I liked yeah, her and in I, Juno. You know but, what? You know, another but, movie I really liked her in, was it called The Forest? 
Yeah, she was good yeah, in that one. That yep. was her, and who was the other the girl? Another um, semi- Rachel Pierce, Evans. Rachel Evans, yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't seen that film, that's a great film. Mm-hmm. It's post-apocalyptic. Two Sister, they're sisters. They're sisters, but less than Woodsy sisters. Oh, yeah, it's Elliot Page now. It's not Ellen Page. I know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I know. Um, when it comes down to it, though, it was a great film. So yeah. they're two daughters. Their father dies. They're in the woods in a home where they have to look out for themselves. And they basically yeah. have to learn how to live off the land. And the house has fallen down around them. And it's a great film. I yeah. really liked uh, no, it. No, I yeah. liked it. I've watched it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I a good, it. quiet, post-apocalyptic apocalyptic Yeah. And, and that, that's the thing with uh, Ellen slash Elliot. Um, she could carry a movie. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yeah. Like she, she's, she's pretty good. Yeah. Or he's pretty good now. But um, like even in the X-Men movies, I didn't have a problem with. Yeah. She was probably better in that than Jennifer Lawrence was. <laughs> right. But <laughs> uh, well, Jell- that new movie and, with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, everyone's saying that it looks so good. I, I don't. And only one of them got their start on trailer park boys and it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think like, like Ellen slash Elliot, she she can carry a movie as long as it's the right role. Right. But the only things that I've seen Bella in would be Game of Thrones, which right. again she was... she was an annoying little kid that had a punchable face. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but it's just like, um, I don't know. I just I couldn't. She just I don't know. Yeah, I know. It just uh, <sighs> it... there's not very many child actors that I actually like. Like I'm sure she's a, carry a movie. I'm sure she's a great woman. I have not, oh, no, you nothing know. against her personally. She's it's just, just she's not a, a shitty that, actor. Exactly. You know? And, and I, I'm sure some people say you know. That Tim has an awful punchable face and he's yeah. a really shitty no, podcaster. I do sometimes. have a punchable face. And sometimes, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but they don't hate me because I'm beautiful. They they hate me because I'm a shitty podcaster. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. So whatever. Well, You're allowed to do I what just, you want. I just hope that, you know, like, and, and the problem is, it's like, she's not a kid anymore. No. So either you have it or you don't. And I hope, you know, she invests her money wisely. And absolutely, it's probably going to be... You know, I don't imagine they're going to be beating down her door with more roles. And I still like, say that the one who played Sarah would have been a much better Ellie. I agree. Yeah, I think she was a great actor. She comes from, uh, you know, and again, she has. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, she's whatever. got. Well, yeah. she she has the genes for mm-hmm. it, you know, and she's grown up around acting. And yeah, well, either you have it or you don't. Right. And and I have to say, and I'm just, you know, like, and you don't want to judge anybody, but in, I don't know. I like, was I was in favor of Bella's casting, too. So here's yeah. the deal. Because when they said, okay, who it is, I I thought back to her in Game of Thrones. I thought, mm-hmm. shit, she's a great actress. The problem, and then you go back and watch it and you're like, oh my God, she no, wasn't, she's not. Yeah, but she was just a kid, right? You yeah. know? So, but the thing is, everybody before the show started were saying she doesn't look like Ellie. I don't care what you look like. You know, um, uh, <laughs> I was watching a review on the uh, Mario Brothers show, the uh, the very first oh, movie, you know? Yeah. And it was it was kind of cool. And they based John Linguizamo and I can't remember who played Mario, but they didn't really. Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob yeah. Hoskins. That's yeah. right. You know, Bob kind of looked like Mario, but John Linguizamo did not look like Luigi. But mm. they they played the parts and they embodied the, the character. That's all that matters. You don't have to look like a character you expect. You just need to be able to play the emotional well no and it's like well and well you can go to like the dc and the marvel characters sure like um for example how many spider-mans have we had Mm. and i don't care like you can go back and you could be a toby Maguire spider-man you could be andrea garfield one or andrew garfield one but i don't even care tom holland 
was made for that. Person. Yeah, he was. He is because Spider-Man. he looks like he's perpetually fourteen. Well, that but and he but can... the way he talks and the way yeah. he acts. Hey guys, he was made <laughs> and for he's that right, part. like right skinny mm-hmm. and flexible. I think was he a dancer or a, a gymnast? gymnast? Yeah, gymnast, that shows, yeah. and he's perfect because mm-hmm. when you see some of the behind the scenes stuff that he did, like he. Yeah, he's a contortionist, right? But like, but if you if you watch Tobey Maguire, right, and then you watch Tom Holland, you're like, oh my god, no! But at the time, it's I thought Tom Holland. Yeah, but I like, thought, but you know, like, I guess that was the way with Batman too, right? Because you know, at first Michael Keaton was well, okay, we're gonna forget about uh, George Clooney, but Michael Keaton was an incredible Batman. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, but then man. you get Ben Affleck, and and we had we had uh, reservations about Ben Affleck. Remember, we were oh, like, yeah. oh, I don't know, I know, and then you go was, see it, and you're like. Holy shit, but, that was really good. But right? he, like, here's here's the thing. We had Michael Keaton, yeah. and we thought, well, it can't get any better than Michael Keaton, who has to turn his shoulders when he talks. <laughs> then you get Chris Christian Bale. Bale, who is fucking incredible. Like yeah. a, an Oscar, I think he's an Oscar-winning actor, isn't he? Mm. If he hasn't, he deserves one. He's been nominated. Yeah. So an Oscar-caliber actor who played Batman in a freaking Christopher Nolan trilogy, and he was incredible. Mm-hmm. Didn't think we could top it. And then what do we get? Friggin' Ben Affleck, who I thought was incredible. I thought he I was think, actually think he was probably the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Because, as everybody said, he played Bruce Wayne better than he played Batman. Yes. But then, okay, Robert Pattinson. Again, he's a fucking incredible. He brings something totally different. But he's from a different universe. Right. right. Sure, and that's fine. But, but then you get... But then it's the same thing as... Um, Let's do the Joker. The Joker. Well, well, no, go back to Superman. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. You have Christopher Reeve, Reeve yeah, who, who was, absolutely was Superman. Yeah, I don't even he care. Was. And then all of a sudden, then you get all these little shitty ones. You had Brendan Routh in yeah. Superman Returns, who was absolute dog shit. He and then horrible. you get Henry Cavill, and you're just like, holy shit, this guy is Superman. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, and when you look at him and the way he carries himself and the way he acts, the first place that my mind goes is to the comics. Yep, because absolutely, he, he carries he, himself like the comics. He looks like the comics. He yep. and he, and he talks like how you think Superman should talk. Mm-hmm. And and then of course, and then when you go to Wonder Woman, yep. Gail Gadot, same thing. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Like yeah. Then you go back to like Linda Carter, and you're like, she doesn't really that? look like Wonder no. Woman, does she? No. <laughs> no, but then but then when you get Gail Gadot, when you see her, like even though she's an idiot, but um, but she was a she is a good Wonder she, Woman. She is Wonder Woman. Yep. Right. She's built for it. You know, she had a little bit of muscle. I know she's yeah. skinny, but you know, but, she, but yeah, but she has the accent and it's not fake. It's the accent that yeah. makes her sound like Wonder Woman. But yes. when you look at her, your brain goes to the comics. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and you're like, no, that is who it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And you can do it with the Avengers too. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. And then all the shitty not, Hulks. You mean, you mean not Natalie Portman? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and then you get all, but then you get the Hulks right. and then you go to Mark Ruffalo and you're like, no, he is the Hulk. Right. Because right? we went through three Ed, Hulks. Edward Norton. Who was before? Um, uh, the British one. The one that played Henry VIII and the other blind girl. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I knew who you mean, but anyway, yeah, he, he was okay, but no, he wasn't good. But He's yeah. not the Hulk. No, no, no. Mark but that, Ruffalo is the Hulk. He is. And, yep. then, and it's like, and you, you just, you just go back into your brain and you're just kind of like. I'll give him. I'll give her that. When you when you see the co- when you see the movie, your brain goes to the comics when you were a kid. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, and and it doesn't matter what you look like; it's how you embrace the character. Yes, right. I agree. And like, long story short, yeah, she doesn't look like the game, but Ellie's also a video game, right? Right, right. But she, uh, so 
Autumn Dawn says, Devil's Advocate, Ellie grew up in the apocalypse. More people would grow to be up to be numb to the world and emotions are a liability. Not being able to share or express them might be a symptom of the environment. I can, I can agree with you to an extent, but I can also say that at many times Ellie did show emotion. She just, the mm -hmm. actress behind her wasn't very good at it. Yeah. You know, like the excitement. And I, I thought she was pretty good at when she let her little kid through. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I think right back to the beginning a couple of times, but when she was walking through the water in that submerged hotel lobby and she got scared, you know, um, I thought she was really good at that. But is I haven't seen Autumn on here. Is this the first? I think this is the first time Autumn's been on our, sh our on this oh, okay. live stream. I was gonna, yeah. yeah, I was going to just a little fill in. Um, we're, I'm not a huge fan of child actors. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true, that's, yeah. Yeah, like so that that's don't hate I'm, us for it. Don't but. hate us for it. Um I'm I'm actually really, really hard on them. Um it's pretty rare. Who who would you say some of the best kid actors are that you've enjoyed? I mean, I, I gotta say Macaulay Calkin was pretty damn good. <sighs> I don't know. I there are not very many if there are any. Um I think they like and I and I'm and of course we're I'm really, really sticky about allowing kids to carry the movies oh yes yeah it's i don't know hard. i guess that makes me a movie snob about it but no, it's but if, if i'm paying money to go see a movie i don't want to see an eight-year-old carrying a movie i will say like, i i just can't do it i think that as the years have gone on kid actors have gotten better and it's not their fault they're kids right mm -hmm. you know so we don't hate on we don't hate on the kid well, i'm not just, hating on them no. i just I'm it's just, just the not a fan. Yeah. It not, takes you out of it. It yeah, is hard. Like, like and yeah. I know they work hard and I know they work just as many hours as the adult actors and everything. And, and I get that. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, like they're not compensated as well, but, but I, like, I don't hate on them. I just, just I don't know. She's not wrong. Abigail Breslin did pretty good. In signs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's so good. In but signs. now, no, no, she, no, she, I can't like stand she her as a kid. Right. So this one I can't stand. Uh, oh, that's, that's from Wolverine. From. Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. She wasn't very good. I'm just no. looking up. Looper has the best child actor performances of the last decade. Let's bring this up. You know, actually, I think the one that. Uh, so this run... is the one that played the the X X. What was the number? I can't remember. But anyway, X something or other. But I never. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Quasine Wallace and Hush. But don't know that one. Don't know that Let's one. see what else we can find here for you. Uh, we. You know. I would like to see Boyhood. That that was a, a Richard Linkletter film. It has Ethan Hawke in it, and okay. it was filmed over ten or fifteen years. The boy grows up as the time goes on. Yeah, Abigail and Little Miss Sunshine. I've never seen Little Miss Sunshine, and no. I should see it at some point. But yes, I heard Boyhood is really good, and the kid grows up with it. Uh, this one, Black Coat's daughter. Uh, no, oh. this uh, Kieran, Kieran Shipka. She she's actually not horrible. She okay. Um, what else did she play in? Uh, she plays the young. Uh, Tanya Harding. Oh, and yeah. she, I, I really like and that she movie. Plays, I um, care for it. Go, she's in yeah. a lot of movies, this okay. little one. I don't know if it says what um, else. Uh, Mad, oh, she played Mad Men as a kid. Okay. Uh, the Legend of Korra. Uh, just, just bring up her name. She is in... I don't mind her, but again, I don't think she could carry a movie. Right. What was her name? Oh, Kieran something, I think. Kieran Shipka, wasn't it? Yeah. Here. There, there she is. is. Yeah. And she plays the young Sabrina. In what? Uh, the, the Teenage Witch okay. on uh, Netflix there. Okay. So she's played in Riverdale. That makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Chilling Adventures. So she plays Sabrina. Okay. 
uh, she's been in Family Guy, which that doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, yeah, she was Madman. She was Sally Draper, one of the daughters of Dawn yeah, and Draper. she plays yeah, like she she's been in a, quite a few movies. Carrier's Land of the Lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so she was yeah, she was okay. Uh, no yeah. worries. So, yeah, she's our Tennessee Autumn's our Tennessee neighbor. She's the one that went and uh, took video and stuff for us uh, down in uh, Tennessee. Uh, Autumn Dawn. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What about uh, the new Wednesday Adams? She's uh, not a kid though. No, she's no Jenna Ortega is like no, I think she's like twenty one. Is she that old now? Yeah, yeah she's right here. Uh, see if they. Yeah, she's yeah. she's not a kid. She looks like one. Yeah, she does look like, but a kid, she's not. Thing. She's um, like Christina Ricci. You know, they always. Uh, let's see. Yeah. They like permanently look like kids until all of a sudden Christina Ricci. Yeah, they they really downaged her, which is. Kind of yeah, creepy. yeah, because she's um. She well, she was in that movie X, and she was showing skin and everything. I, so I think she's like twenty one. Isn't wasn't she like topless in that? Oh yeah, I think so yeah, yeah. So, like I I don't know how old she is. Yeah, that was a good movie. I like that movie. And I and I have tried to watch. She's twenty. 20. So she'll be twenty one in September. So she's I've not tried super old, to but... watch Wednesday. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, uh, Charlotte. Did Charlotte like it? Or no, not? she no. didn't. Okay. Oh yeah. You know what? Jacob Tremblay wasn't mm. heard. Uh, it wasn't that bad in uh, the room or yeah. room, you know. I think that's the only thing I've liked him in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, uh, never seen that one. Hunt for Wilder People. Never seen Peach Dragon. Oh, yeah, she was good. She is good. Sophia yeah. as young Beverly Marsh. Wasn't she in something else? That redhead. Yeah, I don't. She think was she... from uh, the set. It. Yeah, that girl was good too. Mm. If. If you guys have never seen The Florida Project, I friggin' loved it. The only actor of any consequence in it was Willem Dafoe. The The rest of the actors slash actresses were unknowns. They basically were local people. The main actress was hired off Instagram, but these were people who grew up in the projects in Florida. So, quote-unquote projects. So, basically what it is, it takes place in this little hotel just outside of Disney. We drove by the area, remember? They're yeah. really shitty. They're like these rent-by-the-month hotels. And it's just a great story about poverty. I know that's hard to say, but if you've never seen it, that was my favorite movie of 2017. So give it a shot. I really liked it. Erin says she can't get into Wednesday either. Now, I tried. No. It was... I much prefer Friday, Saturday, and Sunday myself. Well, so I think a lot of it is because, um, uh, what do you call it? The ones who play Morticia. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a bad choice, aren't they? Yeah. And. Catherine Zeta Jones, she hasn't done anything in like forever. Right? She was never a great actress to begin and, with. And the one who plays Gomez, I don't know who. I, like, he's, I, he's, he's in everything. He's the Spanish guy. There. I know, yeah, but I don't. Not, I don't yeah. like him. But I don't know. I think it's because I can't get past uh, uh, Raul Julio. Oh, he was so good. He was yeah. Gomez, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know what? I'll give you that. Yeah, Stranger Things has a lot of good. Uh, and I, I'm going to say that some. But of the, are they actually kids? Well, they were when they started. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I got to say, I think my favorite of the whole bunch is the redhead girl. I think she's the best Beverly? actress. No. Or, or uh, Sadie Sink. She, yeah, she got added. I don't think she, I think she's in her, I think, how old is she? I don't know. Let's look it up. So, but she came on in what season two, right? Yeah. Because I don't, okay. Again, the girl who plays Eleven, I think she's a horrible actress. Do you know yeah. who I mean? Yeah. yeah I, well, I, I know just, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's I see can't think who. Of her name. Sadie Sink is the red. She's in the the whale with Brendan. Oh Bridget. yeah, she's in everything now. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Stranger Things. Um, Millie Bobby Brown. I yeah. just, I just, she doesn't. She was but better when she was younger. Though, no, like well, she's not more. I know. No. But remember, they all started but, as kids. Yeah, right? but like the first couple seasons were 
okay. Yeah. But they, you know. So he's good. Finn Wolfhart. He's been good since the beginning. Everybody really liked him, I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then Dustin's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. So let's see. Well, I think these ones here, like, well, Joe Carey, for example. Oh, yeah. He's, he's in his 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yeah. So like, so like Will Byers is, for, and let's see if we can find it here. So Will is, let's see. Oh, 2004. So he's 19. 18 right now. Um, and yeah, I think you're right about uh, Sadie Sink. Let's see if we can find She's going to be further down because she didn't start right away, did she? Yeah. Uh, so like Phil, let's see, Finn Wolfhard was, um, how old is he? He must be 2002. So he, he'd be um, 21. Yeah, yeah. Almost. He's getting there. So yeah, they, they've all grown up with the TV show. but And some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Uh, but yeah, let's just see right quick. Because I, I I always said she was my favorite actress of the bunch, but it's not saying much when you mm. have to deal with uh, the rest of them, right? So there she is. Oh, where'd it go? Sadie Sink. All right. She plays Max. Yeah, yeah. She's been in 27 episodes. So maybe she didn't come in until like the third season. Yeah, so she's 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, she's 20. She'll be 21 right away. So yeah, yeah. she's about the same age as the rest of them. So yeah, but I... I don't know. The, yeah, Stranger Things is okay. They did well. They yeah. were they were good when they were. The younger last season wasn't very. Good, I haven't though. seen it yet. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it I was loved, okay. I loved them all. After the mall season that was great. Yeah, but the, like and like I'm uh, like I'm committed, so I'll watch oh, it. Oh sure, but, yeah. Uh, That's the difference between you and me. You'll hang on to a show even if it's turned real shitty, and I just give up on. Well, it. it's because well, same with The Walking Dead. I still can't get through that last season of yeah, Walking Dead. Well, I, I'm trying. It was. I, mean, I it is. I give up about five seasons ago. Well, so. I, I think I'm on the, the new season that was just put on Netflix. Is that season eleven or twelve? I do, I'm I trying. Know. I have got through three episodes, and I just I can't do it. Oh, uh, it's just I can't. Yeah. The show just went so. I mean, yeah, it, I'm. I am trying though. It, I am honestly, trying. It, like I said, anybody out there, Duke's a Hazard fan, because I loved the show as a kid, and I used to watch reruns on TNN, the Nashville Network, way back when. They would play them. And one day I turned it on and Bo and Luke Duke were no longer there. They'd been replaced with Koi and Vance Duke. Who Some they? they were dollar store ripoffs of Bo and Luke Duke. Oh, so see, I never watched the Duke's Here's Hazard. the story. During the off season, during the, you know, the, whenever the show was off, um, John Schneider and Tom Wopat, the actors for both uh, Bo and Luke Duke, decided they wanted more money. So they held out the production played hardball and said, sorry, we're not going to, we're going to replace you. So all of a sudden, uh, Bo and Luke Duke, their characters went off to race NASCAR and the cousins that had never been mentioned before showed up to take their place. And it was pathetic. Oh man. So there they were. And it lasted all of three or four episodes. Well, and just like, um, I seen them advertise the other, uh, not too long, the, the spinoff for Daryl. Oh my and god! And he's going to, but that France. Yeah, Daryl's in France. Maggie and Negan are in New York City. But that's what I said. Yeah, but at least New York City's more I logical know. than France. Like, but nothing has made sense in The Walking Dead since about season five. Yeah, so, I know. And that's what I—that's what I was getting at. Was like, and and I don't, and I know it's probably going to break some people's hearts, but Norman Reedus is not a very good actor. No, he's so, not. Like he was good in in um, was it Reservoir Dogs? No, no, um, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Yeah, I hated that movie. I never got. I never figured out why people liked it. I never okay. really liked it. Like, but he was good in it. Yeah, sure. Right, but 
I don't know. He just talks like this all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Just, I don't know why everybody had a hard on for him, but whatever. They're allowed to. Well, but, I, I think he's just a giant grease ball. Yeah. But, well, Mrs. Cook, I yeah. think we should wrap up our final episode of The Last of Us. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Every Friday night, I always get to, you know, send you a text message at 645. Are you coming home from work? You freaking workaholic? Are you going to come over and enjoy it with me? So, but yeah, she, she, that's what she does. She, she works hard and, and it worked out perfect. So we're finishing up episode nine. You only skipped out on one episode. You did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Eight out of nine episodes and you even finished up and now you're going to fly out to London, England and France and mm-hmm. bring me back some crazy alcohol from over there and some if french I can cheese find right something. cheese at least yeah well you gotta look it up make sure i can bring it back yeah, to yeah. customs so aaron says just saw that bella ramsey on last season last of us season two it will be a while i think we'll probably shoot the end of this year beginning of next so it'll probably be the end of 2024 i'm guessing it'll probably launch about the same time in january yeah of, yeah yeah so just long enough for us to have to watch the first season because you'll forget absolutely yeah yeah so um yeah aaron says uh thanks cooks it's been fun and know your Joe says y'all have a great evening. Hope MRS looking forward to the next live stream. So tomorrow night, I'm going to be doing one, uh, 10 side hustles. You can start right now to start making money. And Sunday evening will be an interview with Andrea and Russ Snow from Snow Farms. Going to be a great talking about having a supportive, significant other who helps you. So now Aaron says she can cancel HBO for a while. So unless you want to watch Geo, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. So but uh, hopefully you'll be back, Mrs. Cook, at some point. I'd love oh, to yeah. have you back. Well, once, I'll be uh, back. Well, because we got to start our new, uh, the movie things. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. talking about yeah, movies. Yeah, it'll, so. it'll be fun to have you back. I, I, I'm going to miss you for two weeks. So but. Yeah, well, and then I'll be, well, and then after that, two weeks, we're heading down to Tennessee. Yes, yes, we yeah. are. Can't wait. So, all right, folks, thank you for this journey. This no, has been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to Aaron's the next live stream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one just it came through twice. Oh, okay. Oh, it said when. Yeah, so yeah. Sunday evening. Typically, right now, since we've been crazy, we've been streaming Thursday through Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Easiest way to remember it. And if you're in the Telegram group, night, Aaron. I am linking every single night I'm going to pin about an hour before I go live. So there's a reminder. It's the best way to do it because YouTube's notifications have been shit lately. So Mm -hmm. guys, thank you. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.